Hey campers, welcome back to Mindset Body Bank. Uh, hope you didn't miss me. I was gone for a few weeks, um, just working on some other projects. In any case, I am back with my podcast today. Um, please remember, do me a favor. If uh, if you enjoyed uh, today's today's podcast, please give it a like, a share, leave a comment. Um, let us know how you feel. Please pass it on. Uh, my guest today. Uh, hailing from the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I got running back Sean Thomas Erlington. Originally not from Hamilton, Sean's going to share about his uh, his first trip uh, from Montreal into Hamilton um, and his road to the CFL um, with stops at the 50th Vanier Cup, where he um, excelled as a uh, as a college player uh, at the University of Montreal and wind up winning. Uh, historic event, um, historic football event for Canadians. Anyways, Vanier Cup, as you know, has been around for obviously more than 50 years, but is um, is is very well followed by uh, Canadian football enthusiasts. So uh, again, let's um, let's jump into um, my interview with Sean and find out what makes him tick, where he started his sports, what was his first passion, and how he wound up um, playing football in the CFL, beating some odds, if you will, uh, to get there. So let's welcome Sean Thomas Erlington. Welcome to Mindset Body Bank, guys. As I mentioned, I have Sean Thomas Erlington running back with the Hamilton Tiger Cats joining me today. Sean, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing very well, Rob. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on. Um, you know, I know it's uh, we're we're coming out of uh, uh, you know this this COVID and and things are kind of up in the air right now. So I can't imagine you know being a being a pro athlete today, having to kind of go through this. So I, I, I know you got a lot of things on your mind and probably training and family and, and just speaking offline, you got a big move coming up. So uh, you got a lot of balls in the air, my friend. Um, so I, I appreciate this time. I, I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit and, and a couple of reasons, a being, you know, a professional football player here in Canada, originating from Montreal give a little bit of a background let people uh, let people know you know sort of a little bit about who you are and where you came from all right here we go then here we go <laughs> so, so, so I was I was born in the Valleyfield which is sort of west of Montreal um, ended up coming back in the Montreal Laval area when I was about nine and uh, pretty much from there on out that's, that's been where I've lived a bit up north I'd say around those two areas. So I was nine years old when I came to Laval, close to Montreal. And um, yeah, I, I had a blast. I mean, I know Laval like, like the back of my hand. Yeah. And uh, if, if ever you, you come down, I could, I could show you around. Awesome, brother. <laughs> awesome. So now tell me about uh, family life. Were you uh, uh, brothers, sisters? What's that like? Yeah, I have uh, one, one sister. She's five years younger than me. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my only sibling. Yeah, that's enough. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> she's enough, or that's enough. Hopefully, she's no, not going to you know call you out on this one. <laughs> no, for real. It's uh, you know how you talk to people, and uh, most of the time they talk about their siblings and how how they they they're always fighting, and they, yeah. they, don't, they don't they don't they don't seem to see point of views on, on like have the same point of view. I mean, me and my sister always been like 
easy going. Uh, yeah. we, we've been we've been easy with each other. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm the bigger brother. I've never been a yeah. pain in her ass. I, I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think so, uh, but we, we do. We do get. Maybe along we have there. to get her on and answer that question. Yeah, we we might have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you know, honestly, five we... years apart, there's a bit of a difference, right? It's and yeah. especially you know a, a brother and a sister. You know, there's there you're probably not fighting over the same things, although you know there's there's probably you know you're spending yeah. too long in the bathroom or those kind of things. Right? <laughs> no, no, obviously. But... Yeah, obviously, like five years is a lot we were close to when we were younger and then obviously when i was a teenager well we sort of not grew apart but you know it's i have my interests she has her own and then as as we we both uh grew up in out into adulthood well we just rebonded and yeah. it was like we we never uh stopped like talking to each other as if we we did but you know yeah yeah <laughs> no yeah it's funny because i think you know as siblings there are points in your life and i've got a brother he's two years younger than me so I would say, you know, there were points where we were close and then we kind of drifted apart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I, you know, I, I left for school, he was still at home. And then while I was away at school, he was able to go and play hockey in Rochester. So we kind of, you know, lost a little bit of contact and there was, you know, unlike today that we didn't have cell phones and social media <laughs> to, to FaceTime and stay in touch. So we would communicate with the odd phone call uh, we even used to write letters back then. And, uh, and then we see each other at holidays in the summertime. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, and then as we got older, we started to grow back closer together and, and now he lives up in Barrie and I'm down here. So, you know, family's family, right. You can't pick your family, but I think it's awesome that, you know, and, and I've got a son and a daughter. So I see a little bit of that dynamic, although they're mm-hmm. two years, not yeah. five years. And I think it's it's really neat to have that 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 dynamic of a brother and a sister, you know, especially an older brother, because you know you all yeah, look was... down and you know you just kind of <laughs> give the thumbs up or the thumbs down in the dating <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, just a little, little give you a little referral or or yeah. give you some feedback on life. <laughs> That's awesome. And what's her name? Sarah. Sarah. Very yeah. nice. Well, Sarah, if you're listening, uh, I've got to know your brother a little bit. He's an awesome guy. Um, so, so, you know, you're in Laval, you, you're, you're uh, a young dude going to school. What point, you know, were you always athletic? Did you, did you migrate to football right away? What was that journey like? No, I was always uh, around sports. I am a bit of a, how can I say that? I like a lot of sports. Yeah. So growing up, so I wasn't necessarily the best at, at a specific sport, but I was very good at multiple sports. Yeah. I started off uh, playing soccer. No, it's not true. Not true. <laughs> Actually, so I, I started, uh, I think I was five or six when I started. Uh, my dad uh, put me into karate. Oh, yeah. It, it lasted a whole single session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got back home. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I thought I was going to the course and going to do some some Jackie Chan stuff and, yeah. and some some Bruce Lee, all, all yeah. that. No, it was a very boring course. And I told my dad, <laughs> I never want to do this again. <laughs> so that's how, how uh, sports started for me. That's how it started. Yeah. And after that, I transitioned to soccer, yeah. which I played until I was about 12, uh, like second year of, uh, of high school. And then from there, I started playing football. Nice. And, uh, and so you, you enjoyed all those. I got to ask you, being a Canadian, do you ever put the mm-hmm. skates on? Do you play a little hockey at all? 
uh when i was younger i used to play with friends but not yeah. not uh not to the point where i would put put the whole gear up yeah 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 that's good, that's good. <laughs> and, and so now so you so you're how old 12 when you started to play football uh, i believe 13 or 14 yeah. okay so yeah. would that be and, and you know forgive my ignorance with when it comes to that's football fine. but is that would that be a late start or is that kind of you know, being in Canada, I know down in the States, you know, they're yeah, like hockey here, nice right? <laughs> you're, you're come out of the womb with football cleats on down there, right? Up here, it's pretty the same much with skates. So, yeah, I think, I think people would judge it as a little late. I think it was like a perfect start for me. I, I feel like um, my, my body was maturing, uh, you know, the, the whole talk about concussions and stuff, yeah. talking about how they affect kids at a young age. I think like, uh, getting into football at a later age uh, helped me with that. Not only that, but also other injuries. The sure. fact that I wasn't I wasn't playing a contact sport before I was 13, 14 made uh, made it so that my body wasn't that uh, obviously like I, I didn't have any sprain, no no yeah. broken uh, broken bones or anything. So I think it it was it was all right. I think it was a perfect age for me. Late a late uh, late start for some, but I feel like it was it was good. Yeah, it's hard to say everybody's an individual, but you know, now you talk about the concussion thing. Now I know why I'm as messed up as I am today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could. I started uh, early. It does have an effect. I started early, oh, yeah. you know. And, and when I was playing, this goes back. We didn't even have the face mask when I first started. That's how old I am. Not quite as old as dirt, but pretty close. Um, so that so you so you started playing football, perfect age for you. You're you're an athletic guy transitioning sort of from soccer into football. What was that transition like? Because they're completely different games. Yeah. I feel like I uh I worked towards it because um how I ended playing soccer was because I was uh, a tad bit too aggressive. Okay. So I would uh, I would I was a defenseman at that point and yeah. I would uh tackle for the ball but sometimes for the legs and uh and i was very physical like i had a i had a big upper body for my age and it, i would tackle people and sometime more than often get yellow cards and, and uh, on a rare occasion get, get a red card yeah <laughs> yep so that transition was perfect the physical side putting on a helmet yeah. and just running into people uh it was 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 great for me it, yeah. it was what i was missing from soccer yeah, nice. and um and i actually started playing on defense when i, I started okay. playing football yeah nice and and so and when did that transition from defense to to offense happen it happened after high school, so right before CJP. Uh, yeah. for, so for those who don't know, there's CJP before university in Canada, yeah. oh in Quebec, yeah. and um, uh, yeah, the thing is, like two years into football, I actually wanted to start playing on offense. I, I, felt, I felt like I, I wanted to put some points on the board. Obviously, you can do it on defense board, but a lot yeah. more on, uh, on offense. And uh, wanted to touch I, the ball. I, I, <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah, and I feel like. Uh, so from my perspective at that moment, I think the coaches wanted to keep me on defense. Uh, they wanted to use my talent and, and have me play on defense because they were they, my, my abilities were needed on defense and they, they couldn't let me play on offense. So I was a little disappointed by that, but I decided that after high school, I would, uh, I would go and try out as a running back and, uh, and on my, my, uh, my town's team. Yeah. So basically I, I wasn't at school, playing at school for, for that first year, that first year of transition. But I was playing for my uh, my uh, my hometown, 
Yep, and yep. Uh, I did great. I think on first season, something yeah. like ten games in the season. I think I had like twenty-two touchdowns. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, so, oh, this is what you were supposed to be doing, right? Pretty much. Even this felt even right. My, yeah, even my coach, my coach that knew that I played uh, linebacker, and I told him yeah. I wanted to play running back. Told me like, I think you you took a the right decision now. Yeah, the right decision. <laughs> yeah. Good career move, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so did you did you wind up playing uh, at CJEP? Yeah, I did. Uh, so I was uh, in a CJEP here in Laval yep. and then transitioned, uh, actually got recruited as a, for, as a running back, which I was not recruited at all at first, to go play in Montreal for the CJEP uh, du Vieux-Montréal, okay. old Montreal. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, a great a great moment for me. It was, it was like a, how could I say that? It was a turning a turning point in my in my football career for sure. Turning point, okay. Yeah. We all have those turning points in our career, so you recognize that as something that that now you saw yourself saying, "Hey, you know what? I really am good at this. It feels mm-hmm. good. The position's good. I'm being recognized for it." Um, yeah. Is that sort of when the spark went off, or were you thinking going to the next level earlier than that? Um, because no, you're starting it, at like 12 or 13. I'm like, yeah. at what point do you start saying, you know what, I really like this game and I, I think I want to play pro? When does that start creeping in? I think that happened my second year in CJEP. So I was something like 19, I believe. Okay. And uh, it was during the off season, pretty much right before. So after my first season, so the off season between my first and my second uh, year, uh, I had sort of this like switch in my head. I was like, okay, let's. Let's start working out for real now. Like I was starting to <laughs> no, so I was starting to squat, and I had yeah. like as an objective, I was a, a good squatter, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna squat four plates, four reps by the end of this, uh, by the end of this uh, off season, and then I actually like I think two months in, I was already doing it. Oh wow! So I was I was in the gym, do, doing squats. I think like pro- it probably wasn't the right idea at that at that age, <laughs> but uh, like at probably three or four times a week. So I yeah. was just like hitting it like oh, a madman, wow. and, and yeah. you hit your legs hard. Yeah, and then that same summer, I also started doing track, which I had never done uh, in my life. So I came, I came back to camp, and my coaches were like, "Okay, who's that guy?" Yeah, and and the the, the coaches from other team, as the season was going on, said the thing, the same thing, like, "Okay, we know that guy, that guy, that guy, because they played in high school, and we yeah. know that they're good. But who's that kid? Like, exactly. where is he coming from?" Yeah. So that was so you came uh, out and surprised a bunch of people. Exactly. Yeah, I think my second game uh, that year, I wasn't the starting running back off the bat, but I came in on the second half and scored four touchdowns. And they were, yeah, I had like something like, I think it was six catches for two hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns, something like that. Oh, and wow. I was a running back, so that was yeah. uncommon. Yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing. So what do you contribute? Is that would you say looking back now, is that the, the, the commitment to the training and the track coaching, you know, what allowed you to, to make that big transition over the summertime? It was definitely the commitment. I think like, you know, looking back and looking back at it, there was, I had actually like absolutely no fear about the weights I was lifting in, in the yeah. gym. I was just, my goal was this and I was going to hit it no matter what. Yeah. So that was, it's maybe a bit of ignorance at that point, <laughs> because I, I think, I believe my form was correct. I was, yeah. I was working out properly. I had a spot, everything, but uh, it's like, it's like, it's as if I didn't know how heavy I was lifting. 
Yeah. That's what that was my objective. For me, it was four plates. It wasn't 405 pounds. It was yeah. that. Sometimes, sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? Mm. And, and you can you can use that to your advantage. I think I think what happens we uh, the more we know, the more we can talk ourselves out of things. Sometimes, true, right? And when Very you're a true. young gun like like that, you're going. I'm just going in. I want to see what I can do. We're constantly exactly. trying to push ourselves until something machine. happens, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's no, it awesome. was it, it was great. A great so, off season. What's that? It was a great off season. It was a great off season. <laughs> Obviously, a turning point off season for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so now you come back and you're having this success. You're starting to gain the uh, the notoriety. People are starting to take notice of you. This was your last year of CJEP. Uh, my second out of uh, three, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, and and this is at this point, Sean. You're saying, you know what? I love the gains. I'm I'm pretty good at this now. I'm feeling <laughs> strong. This is where that light went off and said, I think I could do this professionally. I think so. Yeah, that's, that was that was it. Not necessarily professionally at that point right away, yeah. but definitely that I could get recruited to play at the university level. That's yeah. for sure. So that was your first goal. Let's go to the yeah. university level. Yeah. yeah. I I have like a, this, this way of not, not thinking too far. Okay. I try not to envision myself too far, and because it's not tangible for me, I'm I'm okay. I'm thinking, okay, what what is the next level after the level I'm at right now? Right, university. Right, let's get there. Let's get recruited. Let's get some money for school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we'll we'll see from there. And that's I think that was uh, how it evolved. Even when I was in university, when yeah. thinking about pro, it didn't come before my second to last year when I really thought uh, started thinking about it. Yeah. It's not a bad way to be either, right? Because it, it's good to have a big long-term vision mm. and a goal. But I think to your credit, just staying focused and, and and living in the present and saying, this is what I gotta do. This is my next, this is my next goal. And once I get there, I'll figure out what my next one after that is. So yeah. it, you know, obviously your approach has worked because it, it's gotten you to a point where you know you're able to say that you're playing pro football and you're getting paid to play a sport which exactly. is you know that you you beat all of the odds up until that point right it's a very small percentage of people in any sport that actually get to collect a paycheck for what they that sport so True. so so getting you now from from CJEP to the university level what was that experience like it was uh so after that off season of of madness in the gym <laughs> it was it was a blast honestly i had the best i guess some of my first and best years of, of football in my life. Uh, great time with the teammates, obviously. Uh, yeah. Sometimes go, going out and have a drink with the boys after yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a transition to something, I think a moment in my uh, sport career where it was it got more stressful for me. I think uh, getting to at the university level, uh, for me, it, was, it wasn't like so, so much that big of a physical transition. But more of a mental mental one, okay. where you you get into self doubt because you think, okay, well, I get to that level, I'm playing against the best the best in the country. Am I am I up to, up for the task? Up to the task, right? Yeah. So that was that was a little stressful at first. Then it got it got it got better as the years went by. But then that stress came back when uh, I was playing my last year, my fourth yeah. year, just before um, getting recruited. Okay. 
So, yeah. so what kind of like you, you talk about stressful. So, you, you know, you, you have a summer that becomes a turning point. You see these incredible gains, you're performing on the field. Like, aren't you, you've got this level of confidence. I could see it when you were talking about it, mm -hmm. you know, and now you make the next jump is what were you feeling? Like, why, why were you, where was this stress coming from? I think it's the, it was like a stress of not, um, not, not performing well or, or letting my teammates down, even though when I look back at it, I was not every game, but most of the games I was, I was doing very well and helping my, my team yeah. towards the victory when, and we did win, but it's just, it's as if it wasn't enough. Like, I feel like I could do more. Yeah. But I was also stressed to do more. Like it was, it was stressful to do more. I wanted to, but at yeah. the same time, my body was maybe keeping me back until, I don't know, like, you know how you, when you play, I think it's, it's probably the same for hockey. When you, you prepare yourself for a game, uh, you get on, on the ice on your, on your, uh, on your end. And then you need that first hit or the first contact to feel like, you're in the game. Okay, I, let's go. I'm in the game. Yeah. You, you get a feel of how the game game's going to go from that first hit. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, a hundred percent. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's some coaches used to say uh, to us all the time, get out there and get a hit in your first shift, right? Mm -hmm. Feel, get into the game. And yeah, exactly. So, so those mo it was mostly the moments leading up to the games. Um, so would you say I that's, hate... is that anxiety or is that stress? Mm. It's probably kind of like probably more butterflies, a little bit of that anxiety, right? Yeah, probably more anxiety than stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and honestly, I hated the warm ups and whatever led to the game. I just wanted it to get started. <laughs> just wanted to jump in. Yeah. So yeah. like coming and. At, at that level, even university, we, we had to come uh, to the game. I think it was three hours prior. We have like a little breakfast or lunch, whatever we, uh, depending on the, what time we were playing. And then warm up, special teams, offense, defense. And for me, it was like too much. Like I, I had prepared myself during the week. I was ready to play the game, but that whole three hours was was just horrible it was it's way too long <laughs> it was too long it was just the yeah. anticipation the build-up the yeah. anxiety wait okay let's just get it going Wanted exactly. to jump right in that's why now at this level i'm, I'm praying out pro obviously i don't i don't arrive 30 minutes before the game i like arriving where uh, at a moment where i could start doing my things one after the other and know that when i'm done with that the game's starting so you've got like, your there's own, no linger your own routine yeah you go through that prepares you yeah, I come, I come to the game, uh, to the stadium. I go hot tub, cold tub, a little bit of contrast. I get stretched. Yeah. I do my, uh, my. Um, I start getting dressed, like, like I'd say half dressed. Go outside, yeah. catch some balls with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Come back in, finish getting dressed, and then we're we're off to the game. Warm up and game. Yeah. So what would you? So what would you say? Not three hours. Are you an hour, hour and a half before? Sort I'd say two hours. Two, two hours, hours is good. Okay. That's, yeah. That, uh, that extra hour is, is a bit too much. For yeah. Me. <laughs> that's, that's a long time. Some guys like that, right? And this is where yeah. it comes down to the individual. Some guys want to be there first thing in the morning. I know there was guys that I played with. If we had an evening game, like they're there at noon and they'd come in <laughs> and they'd have a coffee and they'd ride the bike and they'd bullshit with the, you know, the trainers and some of the arena right. staff and they just made it. They just wanted to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I wouldn't that. say I was, I was quite like that, probably somewhere between what you do and what they did. I was yeah, only, yeah, right you know, in between. an hour and a half to two hours was good enough to get to get gotcha. ready. Right? 
So, um, so that that's pretty cool. Now, uh, it's a great segue. So now let, let's talk about this transition now to, you know, from, from, and so where you went to school, where you went to Montreal, right? Yeah. University of Montreal. Yes. Well, talk, talk about your, your university experience, because that those years there really were the ones that helped define who you were going mm -hmm. into the next level. Right. What was university? I know Montreal's like I've been there. We're going to <laughs> university in Montreal. Like it was, it was a blast. Honestly, I I was uh, studying to be a phys ed teacher. Okay. Uh, didn't didn't finish. I mean, I finished. I got my diploma, but not yeah. uh, to a point where I can teach. Yeah. Um, the the people I was I was um, going to school with were were great. We had a we had a blast, honestly, and. Um, it was the only part that was hard for me and it's still a little hard for me is uh, not necessarily knowing exactly what I want to do with my life after football. Yeah. So that's, that, that started, that started even after, after high school, like okay. working towards uh, that, that uh, basically school for me was football. Yeah. Like I was picking something that I thought I would, I was, uh, I was liking. Yeah. And then ended up most of the time halfway through it going like, yeah, that's not what I want to do, but let's just finish because there's football. Sure. And I felt like it was, it was the same thing. It was, it was like a cycle I was going through where uh, my first year of uh, phys ed, I was, I was enjoying it. I was really having fun. I was like, okay, this is what, this is what I want to do. And then when I started doing uh, internships, I was like, like I was waking up in the morning for an internship and, and yeah. I didn't even want to go. Oh really? I was like, that's not what I want to do. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, you obviously like sort of forced to do it. So you, I sure. finished my first one, my second one, and basically uh, the year I got drafted, I still had two more to do, which I didn't do. Yeah. So it's it was tough, it was hard. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough thing, you know, especially for a student athlete, and, and you know, I think a lot of people misunderstand how much time and commitment it takes. First of all, at that age, I can tell you, not many guys know what they want to do. Um, sure. you know, at, in at those first couple of years of university, um, and you know, your, your likes, your, the things that you are attracted to, they're going to change. You're you know, at 19, 20, 21 years old, who knows exactly what they want? Very few people. Right. So, so I admire the fact that, Hey, you made a commitment, you stuck with it. Right. Um, that, that says a lot about your personality, but secondly, you know, you're trying different things. What, what works, what doesn't work. And I think that's part of part of life balance is sampling, you know, everything that's out there. Some people get so focused that this is what they believe that they're supposed to do. And they spend all that time working on it. Then they get into that field and then they're like, that's not what they I don't like do. it. Yeah. They don't like it. Right. <laughs> You're yeah. going to change careers, you know, a few times during your lifetime. You know, I've, I've gone through that. Um, but the backbone of all of it has been football. That's been, you know, the, the steady. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so now you're, you're, you're at a point where, um, you're going into what, were you still at school when you got drafted? Um, technically yes, but I had okay. enough credits that I could uh, not go to school and just get my diploma, which happened because I ended up living in, in Ontario, Hamilton. Yep. And, uh, I wasn't going because my, my, uh, my girlfriend also had a job there. I was not going to do the Montreal Hamilton and then, yeah play for play the season come back to montreal to, to go to school then come back yeah. and then sort of leave her there and it was also something i didn't i wasn't 100 sure i wanted to do so yeah. I, it was i had no um how can i say that 
no interest in going back to Montreal for school. Yeah. Let's say, yeah, let's say like you. that. I hear you. So, so, okay, great. Another great transition. Now we're, we're, we're heading into your, your, your first pro year. Uh-huh. Um, what was that like leading up to the draft? You know, was it something you looked forward to? Were you a little bit nervous about it? Were you, you know, where was yeah, your I was, head at? I was definitely nervous about it because um, I've always had pretty pretty solid off seasons where I was working out uh, like very hard, running running and getting my speed up, acceleration, everything. And that off season, I think. The second week, so probably like in January, I ended up um, injuring myself. But it was it was an injury where no one would, no one actually knew what it was. It was like some sort of a strain close to my hip flexor, but it wasn't the hip flexor. Some exercises I was doing were yeah. were like fine, and even our our, our our therapist that had seen a lot of things was like. I think it's this, but like the way you react to the movements or the exercises, like it doesn't look like it, it is. I even went to see like a chiropractor. I saw a bunch of people and it just was not coming back. And what it was doing is that when I started to, when I was uh, my get off, so, so, so I was doing, when I was doing sprints, I, like it, I, start, I felt this, uh, this strain in my hip flexor, but it wasn't quite there. Yeah. And it kept me from uh, going to my full acceleration. So even going into the, the combine, I still had that going for me. So I had great, a uh, great um, um, T test. I had a great uh, three cone drill, but everything that was broad jump, um, my, my, my 40 yard dash wasn't that great. Uh, I had some problems in the one-on-ones because there's so, there were some movements that would get this, this pain in, in my hip flexor and I, I couldn't perform as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So that was very stressful. So I came in, uh, I came in that off season pumped up ready for the, the combine and, and telling myself I would kill it and yeah. uh, coming off a great, a great the playoff run. And uh, two weeks in that, that sort of blew my tires. <laughs> so yeah. it, it was stressful. Um, I didn't know if I would get drafted after that. I know I had some good results. I knew the recruiters had seen what I could do during the season. So yeah. that, that, that balanced, that balanced it out a bit yeah. um, in my head. But uh, who knows? Like I, it wasn't it wasn't up to me at that point. Yeah, yeah. Body, your your body, and, and how it responds. Just before we jump into your, your pro career, I, I got to ask you about playing in the fiftieth Vanier Cup, and hmm. I mean that is that that's a uh, that's folklore here in Canada. Um, you, you know, one of the great U sports traditions for Canadian football is having the opportunity to play in the Vanier Cup. What was that like? And in the 50th too. The 50th in Montreal as in well Montreal. as a, as the Montreal team. Yeah. No, oh, it was man. it was and honestly we I think it was this winter. We had a um, an event where um, a bunch of the, the guys from that edition were uh, were on the show, like a little yeah. like uh, internet show where we actually relived those moments. So the three playoff games leading to the Vanya Cup and the Vanya Cup as well. We rewatched it, and it was it was surreal. Honestly, like yeah. living it, living it wasn't so bad because in our head, no, I think no. we were just playing, we were just playing football. Yeah. But some some events in the games, like some specific moments, some turning points that we that you actually realize when you watch the game, not when you play it. We're yeah. like, okay, this is like this is like a movie. Like he, yeah. he, like even some 
like someone like writing up a movie would not have thought of something like that how how things were working out what, what were some of those little things that looking back on it now that you go oh my god imagine like how did that happen or, or how did we fix that or what a great player what was it what what stands I, out i remember uh one play was yeah there was a few one yeah. play specifically in the venue where i think we're down 14 to 3 and who are you guys playing mcmaster mcmaster yeah uh, at the half, and and we know we're we're kicking the ball to them at the after the half, so we're like, okay, we need to get the ball. And one of our players, like in the locker room, says says to another guy because it was like, I heard it from someone someone else because he was spe- speaking something, he was talking to someone else, and he's like, I'm going to get the ball at that kickoff. I don't like, I don't care. We're kicking the ball off, and I'm getting that football. So we end up kicking the ball. The returner makes makes a move. Uh, sheds a tackle and then that same guy just punches the ball out yeah and and gets gets on the ball so that was just amazing like oh my god and and that, that guy and it was that guy's birthday on that same oh, day he it was just play. like yeah he, he called, called the play, play. i can't That's remember awesome. no i think i don't think he, he's the one that punched it out but he's the one that recovered it so it was yeah. anyways it was it was crazy when we relived that really we lived that moment uh, yeah. a few months back. We were like, wow, that's, that is true. That, that is crazy. That is crazy. Man. See how the universe works, man. You just thought it, threw it out there and went and made it happen. It's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. There was, there was a few moments like that. Even uh, the, the... for yourself, you remember a, a point or a play in the game where you went, oh man, like, you know, like I really, I really, you know, had a great run or looking back on that, you know, sometimes yeah, I me... look at video and I go, was that me? Yeah, to me it was the, the the game we played against Laval that brought us to the I think it was the Mitchell Mitchell Bowl. So basically the this the Canadian semifinals, yeah. uh, where I had a great game against Laval, it was definitely not my best game ever because yeah. from that point, that's it was I guess from my four years at University of Montreal was probably my worst playoff runs in the sense where I was thrown off by um, by the end of, the, of that game we were leading I think by three or by six and we had the ball two, two minutes left let's run the ball down and then just finish the game and i uh got the ball handed to me the guy tackles me helmet right on the ball i fumble they recover they're at like our 35 yard line and then i'm just i'm out of the game like in my head i was like like how how did that happen it was it was a very harsh moment hard moment to, to live yeah. and that followed me for the for the next the following two games where I was uncertain of my abilities. Yeah, yeah to put it that way. That's that's a tough so, one for a young guy to kind of get over, right? You yeah, know? and it was my second year only. You know, you get you get the opportunity to be a starter, and yeah. coaches like, okay, let's I'm gonna give you the ball, just secure the ball, and we win yeah. the game. And then the only job you sort of had to do, well, you, you failed it in some way. At the same time, looking back at it, and when we looked at the tape, it was like a perfect hit on yeah. the ball. Like there was yeah. not much I could have done, but in that situation, obviously, put two hands on the ball. But you know, sure. sometimes it's, you it's in the football, midst, it's going to happen, like, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a tough so, one. You know, where where you know I, I could see where you kind of are still associating yourself to a, a failed play mm-hmm. going forward from that, feeling like you let your team down. But you know, if you put any other any other back in that position with that hit would the result have been the same maybe maybe it would have probably maybe, maybe not maybe not who right? knows <laughs> who knows yeah. right 
but we can't beat ourselves up over those kind of things, right? No, it, it made honestly, it honestly made that whole run memorable still in a sense yeah. where I um, I often you know put a lot of press pressure on myself and I wanted to do more during that um, that, that those series and ended up not 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 doing much but not doing as much as I wanted to but ended up seeing that the rest of the team like carried carried the weight of of the whole team basically so we we all worked together as a team to get those victories and I didn't have to to do my best or do more than I than I uh, than I was actually doing for us to get the victory so that was not I wouldn't say humbling it was do you feel like, do you feel like, Sean, that you put a lot of pressure on yourself leading up to that to over-deliver every time you got the ball? Uh, yeah, definitely. That's what yeah. I'm picking up. I'm, I'm picking up, like, you know, you had to, you know, and based on our conversation up to now, you had to over-deliver. Mm-hmm. When you got the ball, you had a job to do, and, you, and you mm-hmm. know, you were carrying, maybe that you felt like you were carrying the team when yeah, you had feel- the ball. I feel like it's probably something I had, I'd have to ask uh, other running backs, but I think it's something, it, it's a way of thinking as a running back because, you know, receivers, there's four or five other receivers yeah. with you on the field. The old linemen, you work as a group, but there's multiple guys. So when there's a, an error, sometimes the guy next to you can, can, can balance that out and help you out. Same as for a receiver, maybe someone uh, doesn't run his route well, but you get yours perfectly or, you know how it goes, yeah. but as a running back, you're alone. If you need to block one on one to protect the quarterback, you're on your you're on your own. If you get yeah. the ball and and fumble or or lose like lose your step and just fall on the ground short, that's that's your fault as well, right? So it's, I think it's a positional thing. A lot of maybe, maybe a lot of accountability yeah. to yourself in that position, huh? Exactly. I'd have to talk to a few guys about it yeah. to see how, how well, they feel I guess, about it. I guess kind of like a quarterback, he's the only one out there too, right? Yeah. You true. guys are, are, are solo in your position. But but again, if you think about the, the, the concept of the team, ball goes down, it's it's anybody's job to grab it, right? True. So true. just because, because, because it got knocked out of your hands doesn't mean it's your job to get the ball. You're probably closest, but there might be other guys there. You might be tangled up in a tackle. I'm right. telling you, I had I had no idea where that ball was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have really, been in that really situation. Popped. I can't imagine with that many bodies on the field and you're focused on heading down, and then all of a sudden it pops out and trying to, you know, get your bearings on mm-hmm. without getting clocked by somebody from the other side. You know, as you oh, there's the ball. Oh. Yeah, no, it went by fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you get to the Vanier Cup, and and uh, you know, you guys come out victorious. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's that experience where I felt like leading up to that point where I went to a lot of finals but lost a lot. Oh, yeah. And obviously, obviously, you you tell yourself, man, like, can I, can I get, like, can, can somebody cut me, cut me some slack and let me get this win? Yeah. And, and you think it's only you, but obviously there's a lot of guys on the team, so you're not the only one that, that goes you know, through that. But you know – of friends or you know um, a friend of a friend that like when he goes to a final he wins them all for some reason yeah. and you're like what the hell like how, yeah. how does that happen to that guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, and then i i go there struggle my way and still lose right yeah. so when we uh we were in that situation where we were we were uh, a field goal away from losing and we actually blocked it i was like oh my god like like 
I think we made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much time was left in the game when that happened? Man, I think there was a little less than a minute or a little more than a minute. So they were on their third. It was a it was a clean shot field goal, yeah. like so easy to make, if I could say. But sure. our guys really like overloaded the line and, and they got to the ball, blocked blocked field goal. We That's recovered awesome. it. I mean, we still had to to get a first down to yeah. to assure a um, yeah. a win, but that moment was crazy. There was 20, 20, 22, 23,000 people in the stands. Fuck. Like basically, the Montreal Alouette Stadium was packed, like That's like awesome. like sold out. It was it was amazing. Oh sure, local team, fiftieth Vanier Cup in Montreal. That must have been. Uh, I, I'm sure there was a little bit of fun after that game. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man! What a great memory, and and mm-hmm. to win the Vanier, the fiftieth Vanier Cup, being from Montreal, playing for Montreal in Montreal. I mean, it, you know, it, you you couldn't write a better script than that, right? No, and and I'm I'm forgetting a few things, but honestly, sure. when we were re- rewatching it, it was like there's no there's no way. If, if we try to relive that moment precisely, that it happens the same way. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Those are great, great memories that you'd be able to take with you for a long, long time and, and share those with the rest of the guys that were, were on that team, you know. So you get drafted in 2017. 17. Eighth round. 66 overall. Were I think, you- yeah like second second to the last pick was it really uh, okay yes yeah, something like that yeah so okay no. so what were you what was going through your mind were you like i don't know in hockey they have a ranking system right so you kind of have an idea of where you're going to wind up yeah, I think they have for like sure. nothing's ever for sure do they have something like that for football i believe they have a top 10 okay top 10 because basically the the cfl draft is only Canadians, even though there's there's American players, but this, the draft is only Canadian players, so they have a top ten or maybe a top twenty. I'm not sure. I wasn't in there. I knew I was going in. I was one of the best running backs um, in the in the country, so I wasn't. I was still a little confident that I would get drafted. Yeah. But as the draft went on, I, I grew less and less confident. I was like, oh, you know what? I might not get drafted, and it, and it was it was waiting on my way on my mind. But the, the thing is also, I was telling myself, which I was like, no matter what happened, what happens, I'm, I'm going to get a call. I'm going to have to, if I have to, if I don't get drafted, I'm going to show up to a camp and just give it my all and, and, and have a shot. That was yeah. definitely something I had in mind. I was like, yeah. there's no way I'm not getting a shot at this. Yeah. Put so, so much so, effort and time in. Exactly. Yeah. And ended up. I think, uh, like I said, I think it was second to last pick where uh, I know they televised the first the first round, and then what we were doing, we were in the uh, a room with uh, all the guys that were that were eligible to get drafted uh, with our families, having a good yeah. time, and then we had on the screen uh, and refreshing every now and then to see who got drafted. And it was it was the end of the night. I was like, okay, you know what? I might not get drafted. It's fine. I had my my idea of, of what I wanted. Yeah. And uh, one of my teammates says, oh, Sean, look, I look up at the screen and I see my name. I get drafted. I'm like, it was surreal. I was like, oh, ended up getting drafted. So my my plan of getting a call and showing up as a free agent is turns out to get to, to have been uh, upgraded. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad upgrade. 
no it, it was pretty good it was a it was a good time my i know my 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 girlfriend was there my sister my yeah. father and mother so it was awesome it was fun That's it great. was very fun you get drafted by hamilton what did you think about that what was your first impression uh, ex- except driving driving next to hamilton <laughs> and going and going to, to niagara i had never seen the, the city so i was no, like i know where been, i was gonna say it you ever been to hamilton before that no never before so i was like i know where it is yeah i know the name i know i know it's near toronto but <laughs> i've never been there but i was i was just happy honestly it sure. would have been if it would have been up north and like yeah, i would have been fine too it's just yeah yeah just get drafted just ex- yeah somebody recognize you exactly so yeah, that so was tell me, what's that like driving to hamilton for the first time what was going through your head looking where you come up like through the toronto area over the over the skyway bridge yeah i did yeah. Um, looking out so over, the, over the steel city going <laughs> what the what hell, the hell? Is this? <laughs> pretty much pretty much uh it was it wasn't actually so bad because i um uh, i took i took i didn't take the bridge actually i don't think so did I? I can't remember because I think by uh, by mistake I took the 407. Okay. So I ended up coming through um, like that that McMaster area oh, where it was like, like all nice caster. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Hamilton isn't that bad. So I and and we were um, having our camp in McMaster at McMaster. So okay. that's that's probably why I took that uh, that route. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, it was it was exciting. I was yeah. I was excited to report to camp. Uh, ended up being in the same uh, in the same room as uh, one of my teammates from CJ that I played against. He used to play in Laval, yeah. Felix Fobal Lucier. So it was someone I knew. Yeah. Um, we were both in camp. He was drafted the year before, but decided to go back to school. Yeah. So we were technically both of us were first year players, and uh, it was it was great. It was a great experience. That's awesome. Um, and, and so what did you expect going in? Did they give you an idea of, hey, Sean, you know, like your our, <laughs> our 66 pick in the eighth round, like, you know, I mean, you know, you're, the outcome is obvious. You're on the team. You made the mm-hmm. team. You impressed somebody. Um, now I got to remain you, on the team. What were you feeling going in? Like, you know, just leave it out there or what? Well, definitely leave it out there. I had in mind, well, okay. I might not get a chance to play at my position because most of the time uh, teams go with American players. But I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna earn my stripes literally, yeah. and uh, and get to play on special teams. That's that was my 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 first goal. I had yeah. to earn my spot there, earn the respect of my teammates, so that we could play as a team. Yeah. And 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 when they told you, Sean, we want to offer you a contract, and you got yeah, a spot it, on this team. What was that like? It was there was a downside to it because when uh, the last day of camp, arri- camp arrived, I got called up to, uh, to see uh, the coaches, and most of the time when you get called up, it's not it's not the best of situations. You don't yeah. necessarily want to get called up uh, the day, yeah, yeah, I know. the second the last day of camp, and uh, so I, I talked to the team, and what they offered me was a contract to play on the on the practice roster at first. Okay. So I was a little disappointed. That's not what I wanted. I thought that I, I've, I've showed some good stuff during the during the um, sorry during the pre the, the camp preseason games. So I was yeah. like, okay, they'll they'll give me something, right? Like a, yeah. an actual contract. 
and they, they didn't but it, it didn't really like at that moment it did uh it did get on my mind a bit and i was thinking like okay so is this really what i want to do like just be on practice roster but then when the season started and i started uh i started doing that and doing well on the practice roster and i was having a blast anyways i drink those practices well it, it didn't matter to me i just i just like playing football and yeah. i think it was five weeks later they they put they put me back on the team on special teams and uh never came down from that so there you go that's how it started so, so think about that for anybody that's anybody that's listening you know and you guys are are doubting yourselves look at sean you're not the biggest guy out there right uh, <laughs> at, at five nine um if if that's if i'm reading the stats correctly no yep, it, is, it is it is five nine to you know in that 215 220 range yeah um, so obviously solid that which would go back to that those the big legs and the core that you build up <laughs> during that that transitional off season and yeah. and would you say look at hey i'm a guy that i think beat the odds you know being a canadian in a running back position on a uh, on a canadian team coming from the eighth round to being a yeah. uh, a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I do think so. Sometimes, where in the sense where I I never really like necessarily aspired specific specifically to play pro. Yeah, I I know I've I've worked my I, I worked very hard to get where I'm at, but never in with in mind to play as a professional football. Where I've I've seen a lot of players, a lot of teammates say like, hey, I want to get to the big leagues. I want to get to play pro either in CFL and the NFL and not actually make it, having their whole hopes and dreams around that at that end game and not make it. And me, I'm just doing what I have to do. Obviously, those are the right things, but just just going through the, the motions of it and ending up, ending up playing pro is, I'm really grateful for it. I didn't, didn't necessarily expect it. Didn't, yeah had that as my my big dream all my life yep. but i did make it because like i said i put up the i put out the efforts yeah absolutely congratulations on that thank you um i know we're sitting back here today and we're waiting for the announcement that there's going to be a season i know <laughs> <laughs> any news on that where are we at what are you hearing not not yet i know that's how it's supposed to go down which i didn't know um maybe they talked about it because we had a uh, PA meeting a few days ago, missed it because it was all last minute and I just forgot about it. Yeah. But I think how it goes down is that I think the owners of the teams have to go down, uh, go and vote. Okay. Not, not physically, but they have to vote yeah. as if, not as if, but in the sense where do they want their team to have a season? Is it, I guess, profitable for them enough to go and have a season or just simply wait out another year and see um, what 2022 looks like. Right. So I think I'm not sure if it has to be unanimous. I'm not sure if every team has to vote yes, but yeah. that's, well, be that's the outcome. hard if only half the teams say yes and half teams say no, right? <laughs> Obviously. So that's why I think it's a, it's Sorry. a, uh, everybody says, says yes type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm fingers crossed for you, man. I hope that there's a season. I know it's been tough for, for everybody in a lot of different sports, um, especially up here in Canada where our, our COVID regulations seem to be a little bit more strict than they are down in the States. Um, and I know that, you know, Canadian football is, is an absolute tradition. Um, and, you know, I know I, I enjoy going to the games and I've been to a couple of 
uh, uh, of the the uh, the Hamilton games. Myself brought my son. I actually have a, an uncle who was a Tiger Cat way way mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and you know, it, it's something that means a lot to that city. You know, it does. You know, there's a but there's diehard Tiger Cat fans. Oh yeah, that's, that's that's one thing I learned on my first year. That like just just walking through the streets, like even at my our first season, I think we went. Man, we we had a a bad year. I think we went four and four and fourteen or six. I can't remember. I think it, it wasn't that bad. Maybe eight and ten. We ended up, yeah. but we had like a zero um, and four start, I believe, or zero and five, and no matter what, you would walk in the streets. People had their jerseys on, their 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 cap on their heads, yeah. wearing it proudly, saying that you know what, there's an, there's always a next game. Yeah, and just like cheering the team on as if they they were five and zero, oh, and we were the contrary of that. Yeah, so it, it's, it's it's a great it's, a, it's a great crowd. Try true, you know, for people that don't know, Hamilton really is a blue collar city. There's a lot of new development happening there. So, it, you know, it used to be a thriving city back in the 60s. I know this is before your time, but, you know, the, the whole steel era. And, and I had a lot of family um, from the area. So I hear all the old stories and, and it, you know, it was it was a place to be and it was happening. There's a lot of there's a lot of new restaurants that are coming up. There's some great places to eat in Hamilton. So not a bad place to, to grow up, no matter what people think about it. Right. So and, and if I had one one thing to say to people that think about Hamilton do not do not overlook it do not do not do like I did when I was younger and just drive past it and think that yeah. it's only still meals and and that's all Hamilton is there's great areas a, a thousand even more more than that waterfalls uh, in the yeah. area there's great places there's more uh um how I could say like there's a lot of open spaces uh, no, it's a great, a great place to be. I, what I love about Hamilton as well, uh, in my three years that I lived there, is the parks, are are great. Just yeah. like the they're well, they're well uh, managed, not managed, yeah. but maintained, maintained, and yeah. they're great places to see. Yeah, for real. That's that's, that's awesome. one of the things that I remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully we get you back there soon, and uh, and we get a season. And we can come out and watch you, Sean. Before I let you go, I uh, go I ask a lot of my guests this last question, and you're at a bit of a disadvantage because I didn't give you a heads up on it, brother. That's uh. my bad. <laughs> but I know you're going to do okay. Okay. If you had a billboard on the mm-hmm. road of life, what would Sean Thomas Erlington's billboard say? Hmm. damn you should have told me before (laughs) (laughs) i put you on the spot i own it Mm. so i would say i think it would say you don't have to be the best at something specifically but be great at multiple things good that's all right man i think that uh, that that sums it up pretty good as i've gotten to know you yeah right that's I think awesome. it's, I think I'm good. At, I'm good with that one. You're good with a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know what, for, for, I think it's so important. It's a great message too, because, you know, it's great to have a vision and a goal and something specific, but to be a rounded person, we know that sports isn't going to be for the rest of our life. We know that there are other interests that we are all going to have to have outside of sports and things that we're going to have to pursue. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, 
I think that, sorry for that. My phone's ringing through my computer. Oh, okay. uh, I, I think it's, it's important to have other interests and, yep. and focus on other things too. And, and I think in your journey, it, it, it's helped you get to where you are now by not just putting all your effort into one specific football. thing, into just football. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Sean, thank you so much for taking the time today and, uh, and sharing your journey to the CFL. Uh, wish you a tremendous amount of, of, of luck and success going forward. I'm sure you will. I think you've got some great coaches working with you. And yeah. uh, <laughs> we, we hope to hear from you again soon. And uh, all the best to you, your wife, and, uh, and your young boy, Jace. We'll talk to you, uh, we'll talk to you uh, hopefully during the season. Yes. Th thanks a lot, uh, Rob. Thanks for having me. Okay, Sean. Take care. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to uh, this episode of Mindset Body Bank. Again, Rob Pallante, I'm your host. I hope you uh, enjoyed listening to uh, Sean talk about his um, his career leading up to the CFL. Uh, great guy. Um, CFL is coming back, folks, so don't forget. Get out there and support uh, support your local team and, and tune in. Uh, Canadian football is a great game to watch. Very exciting. One less down and 10 yards longer on the field. So, and our balls are bigger. Uh, so you got that going for us. Um, thanks again. And we will be coming back to you next week with another episode. Please give it a like, a share, a comment, and let us know you're there. Bye for now.